the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. So it's nice to be here with you guys. I'm excited to taste the uh, 19 uh, continuum. So um, Tim and Chris, so what, like, what's your feelings about the vintage and how would you compare it to 2018? which was 100 points, so um, it should be interesting to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, first of all, we are in this beautiful Napa Valley and here, um, and right now, if you look down there, you can see why this area, part of why this area is so great. You can see the San Francisco Bay, you can feel the cool breezes coming off that cold Pacific Ocean coming up here on this very shy, rocky soil. And that's that's really the thing. And the fact that we are an estate-based entity means we've got the same people in the vineyards and the cellar, and we are getting to know this fabulous property more and more and more every year. And so I think that there is a beautiful progression uh, of improved uh, vibrancy, elegance, refinement, uh, in our wines all the way across and even uh, will continue everything has got to be at the, the very very highest level and we care for everything even the young vines as if they were princes to be kings one day and so everything uh, is 100% from our own vineyard with our own people and in the vineyards as well as in the cellar and with that we can have these ever gentle refinements. And I think you'll notice progression uh, to even better uh, nuance, elegance, but lots of uh, 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 substance because of this volcanic soil. And so how do you compare uh, 19 to 18? I think 19 has a vibrancy that uh, 18 also had, but I think that there's a delicacy with the 19 vintage that uh, I love. Um, I think that there is, we are on a, on a broader basis. Um, uh, the 19 continuum has slightly less Petit Verdot, a bit more Cabernet Franc, um, and we are fine-tuning things. So there's a bit less Cabernet Sauvignon, a little bit less Petit Verdot, more Cabernet Franc. And it's so, the highest percentage of Cabernet Franc, 37% Cabernet Franc. So it's like... What do you think the Franc does, does for you? I think it lifts the fragrance, and most importantly, from my perspective, it uh, envelops the tannin. And there's a silkiness that the Cabernet Franc on this shy, rocky soil gives that I adore. So, um, also on a more sentimental level, uh, the 2019 marks our family's 100th harvest. So, um, it's a it's an emotionally significant vintage for sure, um, and it also felt very gifted by what Mother Nature gave us. So I think there was like a swelling and a you know the contracting and, and expanding of the of throughout the growing season of heat and cool and heat and cool, and so that final stretch was was cool. So we, it extended things. So um, yeah, I think that final period of being cooler than normal uh, helps maintain the vibrancy of this wine. Uh, plus, slightly earlier harvesting uh, for the purpose of having more and, and a more uh, awareness of uh, um, tannin profile in the vineyards. 
uh, and modifying. Anyway, I just think that we'll, we should talk about it when I we think, see the wines, but I, I'm, I'm really delighted with the progression. And I think the 19 really has a beautiful plushness and generosity that is uh, really, really special for this vintage too. Crop levels were lower also, right? They're low, yeah. It's uh, 18 was a little bit higher, yeah. uh, 19 was a little bit lower. Um, and all the numbers are basically in alignment in terms of PHTA, alcohol, all of that. Not much of a difference. If anything, we're on the larger arc is towards um, um, just greater vibrancy and nuance of uh, tannin, gentler tannins. Uh, lots of them. Mountain fruit always has lots of tannin. So it's focusing on the uh, refinement of them. But I think really for me, like, um, and as you've also, uh, with, with, the, with the, the scores you've given the wine, you, it's, I think you see it too. Um, I really feel like this dedicated team in the vineyards and in the cellar and the vineyard team is involved in the tastings and the blending. So we're getting acquainted with each wine lot. And so we're figuring out what we're doing in the vineyards and how to improve things based on the wines as a team, and that's um, really significant and special to me. Um, and I think starting with 15, 16, 17, it's like, it's like it's firing on all cylinders. Like we know how to honor this site, it's happening in the vineyards, and we know how to reflect what this site has in the wines. And so I think you consistently can see that um, now. And in both the 18 and the 19, as that is saying. The thing I love too is that the second wine is now, or our, our vineyard is, um, or young vines are maturing so that they're no longer young. And, um, and they are beginning to show off more personality. They're younger than Continuum for Novicium, um, but they also have depth and they show this site. So what do you think? Take? What do you think um, 18 and 19, do they signify something um, important for Napa, do you think, like contemporary Napa wines? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that the, um, um, People are, are, Napa Valley is, is definitely coming of age. It is of age. And I think that the period of overblown wines is behind us. I think the embracing of um, uh, more nuance and elegance, as I have been saying, um, I think is uh, a broader trend that is important. It's uh, um, something that we certainly agree with. And I, I think you'll see it in our wines. There's, there is uh, more finesse. We're um, avoiding seed tannin. Catechins are something that I've really focused on lately to try to understand the source of them uh, and then the extraction of them in the cellar. And so it is, uh, it is something that you see more in Petit Verdot, of course. Also, uh, Merlot from, depending upon uh, the vintage, it seems to be more erratic, but it is something that we uh, monitor uh, all the time, and uh, we are aware of which blocks, and uh, we vinify accordingly. Did, uh, one thing I noticed that a lot of wines in Napa are showing graphite and lead pencil mm. character, mm. which is really a sign of uh, people picking Cabernet really at the right time. That's why I'm just assuming, just yeah. of, you know, Bordeaux, my history with Bordeaux, and I find that's interesting. Is that what it is that they're picking at the right? Well, I think you're, you're probably also seeing more of an emphasis towards um, uh, mountain fruit. There's a lot more people are focusing on that now than in the past. Uh, Prohibition wiped that out. <laughs> the German immigrants planted in the hills and they were abandoned uh, during 
uh, prohibition and all the, the strife. But now people are coming back. And uh, uh, I think that when the vines are struggling and there's greater concentration, I think you see more graphite. Uh, and I love that character. Yeah, I think you'll notice it uh, here too. And back to the idea of um, tannins from um, the seeds. Yeah. Is, so is that also a question of picking at the right time? So that, sure, yeah. sure it is. But generally, um, that will cause you to pick later. Um, yeah, I was thinking of that. And, and so um, as we understand this site better, we're able to harvest a little bit earlier than we have historically. Uh, and if we have the analysis and understand what we're looking for, then we can be forewarned as to what kind of vinification we want to have. So longer macerations for, say, Cabernet Franc or Cabernet Sauvignon, shorter maceration for Petit Verdot, uh, and particularly Merlot can be uh, quite variable, it seems. So, uh, but just knowing the blocks, knowing the vintage uh, makes a huge amount of uh, difference in what we're doing. So how, what, what vintage would you compare 19 to? You can go as um, far back as you made a lot well, of I, I love <laughs> this. I love the springboard of the 18. <laughs>